Hi and welcome to episode 2 of Live Life and Flow with me and CEO. I always find this time of the year an interesting space. The space between Christmas and New Year where the year draws to a close. And it's a time in the UK at least where some people are back at work and some still aren't. And overall, it kind of feels to me that it's an enforced shutdown, whether you like it or not. And some people love it and some people hate it. What I do love about this time of the year is the time it gives me to reflect on the year that is about to draw to a close and what I have to look forward to in the following year and how I can live in the flow rather than let things get on top of me um, when the new year kicks in. I do warn you though that this time of the year makes me even more introverted. I love it that I don't have to unlock the door, you know, even the neighbours invite us around to, for a drink and I'm like, no, you know, I just love the hibernation feeling um, and kind of just staying in my nest really. Um, and if you do f- follow me on social media or subscribe to my weekly email, you also know that I'm prone to rant or two. So as I reflect, I can't help for once consider, actually, what's happening on a global scale and not just what's happening with me. Now in previous years, I've tended to take an introverted approach to reflection. But a year of focused coaching from both our business coaches has really led me to make a shift in my mindset from someone who's just self-employed to becoming a business owner. And that's a massive shift in me. Um, However, it's actually really in line with my desire to leave a legacy behind. You know, and in order to do that, I have to take a wider view of the world um, and to consider what's happening um, around me, not just within me. So one of the first things I find interesting is that the Oxford word of the year for 2018 is toxic. Did you know that? I certainly didn't expect that. So the Oxford word of the year is a word or expression that's judged to reflect the ethos, mood or preoccupations of the passing year and that have a lasting potential as a term of cultural significance. Now, aside from the word toxic, um, there were 10 top words they also put together that were used in conjunction with the word toxic in 2018 that people tended to look up, all right, in the dictionary. And let me read them to you. I've got them here. They are chemical, masculinity, substance, gas, environment, relationship, culture, waste, algae, and air. So you're talking about things like, you know, uh, toxic relationship, toxic waste, toxic substances, and even toxic masculinity. So when you look at those words, it kind of makes me wonder, where on earth are we going in 2019? You know, I tend not to watch the news. I just feel that if something's impactful enough, it will hit social media and I'll find out about it that way. 
And what I've noticed in social media this this past year is that more and more people are posting about um, plastics, you know, the plastic bags, um, the cling film that's used, you know, to to wrap um, your fruit and veg up in the supermarkets and straws, right? Plastic straws. People are ranting about this, and do you know what? Rightly so, okay, because you know they have a detrimental effect on you know the sea life and also on the environment. And it's a great thing. It's only, you know, it's a great thing that people seem to be more aware about this impact on the environment. You know, whether people cared or not about the environment, it seems to me the people in my circle, not just my immediate circle, but the people that are my extended circle, which is my social media network, also seem to be more aware of what's happening with the environment um, and with the ocean life and sea life. What's also crept up uh, in my social media feeds, obviously, is the whole Brexit thing and the Me Too movement. So now as a business owner, I've said already, I feel like I need to take a more active interest on what's happening globally and with the economy. So I've decided to be more mindful about what the feeling is for next year. And, you know, these are some of the things that have been creeping up. You know, the, the Oxford word of 2018 being toxic, um, the environment, the Brexit, you know, and, and the Me Too movement. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pick bits from what I'm reading and share my take on it with you. And whether or not, you know, you're an employee or if you're self-employed or a business owner, I'd really love to know what your take is and if there's anything else that you feel could crop up next year as well. So looking back on the year, one school of thought says that levels of absolute poverty, rates of infant mortality, Age-adjusted death rates from cancer, heart disease, war and malaria are all down to record lows. Okay. Global inequality is falling fast. And that the average human being has never been wealthier, healthier, happier, cleaner, freer, safer, better fed or more peaceful. I kind of read that and I kind of think, um, I don't think so. All right. Um, but anyway, I'll keep to what I'm reading at the moment. Um, you know, this school of thought also feels that Britain is seen to be at the forefront of uh, these near magical improvements in the life chances of people with its world leading research in biotechnology and artificial intelligence, combining with an explosion of entrepreneurship and a record level of employment thereby promising a bright future in which we capture the benefits of innovation. Interestingly also, the UK is uh, topped by Forbes in terms of their ranking for the best country to do business in. Then, on the other hand, there's a rising number of people starving, sleeping rough on our streets, Children failed by underfunded public services and their welfare system. 
you know, and as a non non Brit, I feel there's a sense that Britain is more divided, and racism and anti immigration sentiments are more apparent right now. All this during a time when the world is edging closer to deglobalization, and when countries need to work together to solve challenges like climate change, right? Um, I also read something recently that kind of contradicts the whole. You know, what did I say before that um, mortality or people dying from cancer and heart disease is down at a record low? Um, when in fact, you know, although it's the first time they're saying since, you know, whenever, that uh, people are dying younger. So that's interesting, you know, that there's that view as well. And the problem is that people are dying these days from their lifestyle. Okay, so that's pretty scary considering I'm in the sort of health and wellness field, if you like. So with all this sort of mixed information, when I look back at the year and as we head into 2019, I kind of feel like the world is a little bit wobbly, you know, and of course there are lots of predictions, but I'll just talk about the ones that I'm passionate about and what I'm interested in. So, economists predict that the world's economic wind will change, democracy will rise, and that perhaps with a lead to the, an increase in freedom around the world. Did I say that right? Democracy will rise, and that will then lead to an increase in freedom around the world. You know, I think we tend to take freedom for granted in the UK, um, you know, I, I'm Malaysian, or you know, which which some or most of you know, and certainly in you know Southeast Asia, for example, is that if you get caught with drugs, you know, you get convicted. There is a life sentence, um, and some you know for other things, you get thrown in prison first and then questioned later. So we really do take our freedom for granted in the UK. And so what the prediction is, is that, you know, with this um, wind of change and the rise in democracy, that will either help calm or aggravate racism, prejudice and anti-immigration feelings in the UK. I really hope it will be the former. However, I'm not so sure. I believe in freedom of choice and I believe that we have more in common with each other than we are different. You know, to me, I see a gifted athlete and I don't see a talented black football player, right? Um, and it's just, it amazes me that, um, you know, certainly in the last sort of month or so, you know, there's been all this issue in, in the press uh, about racism in, in, in football again. You would have thought that in this day and age that that would have all been, you know, something of the past. And yet it's in the forefront of our news again. And I think moving ahead, I don't know, I'm not so sure if, you know, it will settle um, or whether it will just get worse. Brexit is also going to happen, right? And, you know, as much as whether you're pro or against, you know, it's going to happen. And who knows how that is going to affect our economy or our currency. Already, it's almost like one pound to the dollar and the euro, which isn't such good news if you have a holiday planned abroad next year. You really won't get as much for the pound as you used to, 
right? I did, um, what did I do? I looked up um, the Malaysian, Malaysian ringgit to the pound the other day. I can't remember whatever for. And when I, God, this is obviously going back quite a while, but, you know, when I was at university, when I was at boarding school here, one pound used to get us something like eight ringgit or something like that. But now it's like less than five. I think it's like three. Could it be wrong? But it's definitely less than five. All right. So question is, how are you going to deal with that? How are you going to deal with that, you know, with the, with the, the currency as it stands and, and whether it'll get worse? Um, I think it will before it gets better because that's just the way the world works. What else about next year? 2019 is going to be the year of the vegan. Yay! And um, that means that businesses will need to be increasingly alive in this social trend. Um, I personally don't think it's just a trend, you know, tied in with the whole awareness of the environment, um, you know, which includes the animals. I think it's here to stay, to be honest. Um, which is a good thing. And in fact, since Mr. Kim and I have been vegans, which is over five years ago now, we've definitely noticed an increase in vegan alternatives and provisions when we eat out. Restaurant chains like Wagamama now have a vegan menu, which is amazing, right? And then when you watch television, Garnier has been advertising its vegan shampoo range on TV, which makes me wonder what on earth wasn't vegan about their shampoos in the first place, right? And then the other day I saw an ad for a gluten-free shampoo on television. I think it might be Herbal Essence, maybe? All right. So you've got to ask yourself, why is it that these global companies that have been around a long time are now jumping on the bandwagon? You know, certainly the vegan wagon, right? Why are they using that in their advertising, you know? If it's not because there is a rise of consumption of plant-based foods and an awareness of the environment and also animal cruelty, then I don't know why, right? So I'm going to leave it at that because to me, it's only a good thing. So where does that leave me with 2019? Okay, I'm sure there are lots of other predictions as well, but I'll just stick with those because I think those are key. Now, I realized a long time ago that I can only truly influence myself and lead by example. You know, I am human and I am prone to letting situations and people affect my emotional state. And I do get, I do have my rants every so often. But I also do try and remind myself constantly that there are just some things and some people I cannot control. Okay, that doesn't mean to say that I don't look to do what I can to rise above yeah, and be the better person, take the, take the higher road, okay? But it just reminds me of this story and it's one that I always, always kind of, you know, keep close to hand and, and remind myself of. You may have heard of it, but it never hurts to be reminded of it every now and again. So once upon a time, there was an old man who used to go to the ocean to do his writing. He had a habit of walking on the beach every morning before he began his work. So early one morning, he was walking along the shore after a big storm had passed and found the vast beach littered with starfish 
as far as the eye could see. Off in the distance, the old man noticed a small boy approaching. As the small boy walked, he paused every so often, and as he got closer, the man could see that this young boy was occasionally bending down to pick up an object and throwing it back into the sea. As the boy came closer still, the man called out, Good morning! May I ask what it is that you're doing? The boy paused, looked up and replied, Throwing starfish into the ocean. The tide has washed them up onto the beach and they can't return to the sea by themselves. The old man replied, But there must be tens of thousands of starfish on this beach. I'm afraid you won't really be able to make much of a difference. The boy bent down, right, picked up another starfish and threw it as far as he could back into the ocean. He turned and smiled at the old man and says, it made a difference to that one. So I believe that we all have the opportunity to help create positive change, right? And sometimes, you know, like me, you may find yourself thinking, oh, I'm really busy, you know, how much difference can I really make? And I know this, you know, some people have actually said this to me when I kind of talk about, you know, animal cruelty or whatever it is. And they'll say, well, it's not going to make a difference anyway, so why bother? You know, I think this is especially true when we're talking about addressing massive social problems like tackling world hunger or finding a cure for cancer. But it pops up all the time in our everyday lives. So when I catch myself thinking that way, it helps to remember that story, that little starfish story. You might not be able to change the entire world, but at least you can change a small part of it for someone. Right? If we can make a difference to one person's life, you know, or save one animal, why not? So as you can imagine, I'm really happy for the rise of veganism and plant-based foods. I already know that I don't have to worry about that area. And what I need to work on moving forwards is reducing our contribution to the landfill with our waste. And then there's also, you know, things like utilities, our use of gas and electricity. I do have water bottles, right? And I have a travel set of cutlery and a reusable straw. I just need to remember to carry them with me all the time and use them. You know, I get into a habit. I mean, you know, I kind of been to, you know, Starbucks or somewhere and ordered a, a drink and, you know, they've put it in a takeaway thing. And then I realized, oh, you know, I had um, a flask in my bag, for example. So I just need to make it into a habit. And that's what my plan is for next year. Mr. Kim and I have already, I know, influenced quite a few people to reduce their consumption of meat and animal products. And we look forward to seeing more of our circle of people do the same. We also love supporting local businesses, especially vegan businesses. And there are more and more of those uh, popping up, certainly in Bristol. So we're going to do what we can to support more of them um, when they surface. As for the economy and finance, I think there is an increasing need for people to be smart with their investments. And if, like most people, especially those who are self-employed and are working in the fitness industry, or if you're a yoga teacher, you know, and you don't have much spare at the end of the month to put away, 
seriously, seriously do consider some sort of side hustle. You know, most people I know generate income each month. Okay, one way or another, they generate income each month. Most of that income is used to pay off their living expenses. Any spares then put aside for the annual family holiday, you know, um, with, and if they do have any spare after that, they kind of keep it aside as well, just in case the car packs in, you know, go to car fails the MOT or washing machine dies. If they're lucky, they'll have a little bit extra that they can put into a long-term savings account or a pension. I've come across so many people, so many people in the fitness industry that don't have a pension, right? I actually don't have one. I'll be honest with you. You know, I started one when I was lecturing at the university, so teacher's pension, but that's stuck. I can't add to it. I can't take it out. So the only time I can take it out is when I retire. So it's still sitting there. So it is growing a little bit, but it hasn't been added to since I left lecturing. You know, so I don't actually have a pension set up. And that's something I do need to consider. Not so necessarily a pension, but in terms of what am I going to live off when I get older. And then with changes in the economy and the instability of our currency, you know, I th- actually think we need to be able to put more money aside. You know, if you're going abroad as well, or if you've got kids planning to take a gap year off, you know, traveling, you kind of budget for how much you're going to need for the, for that holiday or for the gap year. But then when the currency just takes a plummet, you know, it's going to make it so much um, more challenging, right, when you're away. So if that is the case, if you haven't got any uh, a pension like myself, you know, if you're not actively putting money away, you know, um, you've got your holiday, should you be saving extra, the gap year, should you be putting aside extra or encouraging your child to put aside extra, right? What are you going to do about it? What could you do about it? All right, so that's something that I'm going to be looking at in 2019, right, to account for any economic downturns and further drop in the pound. On a personal note, my dad is starting to slow down now. He's nine, He'll be 91 this year. And so it's our intention to be able to visit. Um, they, live in, they live in Thailand. You know, it's our intention, Mr. Kim and I, to visit next, uh, next year at least twice. And then on top of that, to also have a scenery break for both of us as well. We kind of don't see it as a holiday, you know, because we don't, you know, feel like, oh my God, I'm working so hard, I need the time off, you know, because we absolutely love what we do. So there's no real need to take time off from it. But what's nice is to be able to have a change of scene, right? And just take the laptop and still carry on with what we love doing, but in a different climate, with a different view. Um, certainly time and experience when it comes back to my dad and my mum are most important you know as the people we love get older it's the time that we get to spend with them and the experiences that we share that mean the most but both still require money you know if you're lucky the people you care about live next door to you 
right? But even then, even if you want to spend time with them, if you've got a nine to five job, you can't just like take the morning off and have a cup of tea, you know, for a couple of hours with them or take them off to the garden center in the afternoon, right? Or have people come around for dinner as often as you like. And honestly, again, here, hand on heart, when Mr. Kim and I argue, it's generally about money, you know, and that work-life balance, but generally it's about money. So you know where I'm going with this, right? So in closing, the one thing I know for sure is this. For next year, sort your finances out. That's what I'm going to do. Use this time of the year where everything is moving a little slower and really reflect on what's happened this year and where you wish to be next year, emotionally, physically, with your relationships, and also financially. From a yoga therapy perspective, I would say that a lot of low back issues and digestive issues stem from an insecurity in relationships and money. So ask yourself, what could you do to sort this out? Seek help and advice from people who have been there and done it. When you don't have to worry about money, it will have a profound effect on your relationships. You'll feel more at ease with your body and emotionally you will definitely feel much lighter. So that was a bit of a ramble, you know, because it's like that time of the year, as I said, and my thoughts are kind of all over the place. So thank you for listening. I'd love to know your thoughts, so drop me a message via Facebook, Instagram, or my website, anceo.com. If you'd like to have a chat with me about um, your yoga or fitness business or about creating additional income, I'm more than happy to have a complimentary and confidential chat with you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share it with your circle. Until next time, be safe, be well, and live life in flow.